0: It's uh, 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. It's a lovely day in the neighborhood. <laughs> Our uh, co-host just arrived, so we're going down to pick him up. What's, up,
1: what's, up? what's up? How you doing? It's good, bro. Good to see you. Good to see good you, man. Welcome with yeah. What's good? It's Parker. to see you, man. Good to see you, man. Yeah. Doing a client in
0: uh, Minneapolis, so it was like 10 minutes from here. You're right here? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So perfect. Thanks. You started your day early today. Yeah. He's a trainer y'all this is the day of life of a trainer. Yes, sir. I'll say you lose
1: a few pounds. This last time I saw you. Probably Yeah, like you look my good bro. Thanks, hey, bro. I'm still
0: I'm at that 220 mark right now by like next summer Okay, um, so, I mean, I, I lost 35 40 pounds on 75 hard. Yeah, so I might do 75 hard again. Okay, okay. after the holidays. <laughs> All right, it's just like the easy way to do it, but it was very
1: intense. KB in the bay going crazy. Put peace on the hood, Mercedes. Young boys letting off eighty leaning next to a Dior like Hades. Say no, corner, no, Bailey. Don't internet clown, gonna play me. Money ain't never gonna make me. I can win with a couple bucks like Brady. If she ain't baby, you cannot shame me. When they gonna pay me to shut my mouth and gotta okay me, then they gonna save me. I'm gonna stay free.
0: What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys I am really excited about this episode today uh, we gonna we going to talk a lot uh, for those who don't know we've got a physical trainer with us uh, I want to say he's a bodybuilder because this man is built like one but I don't know if you can technically say you are I don't know all the ins and outs of what makes a bodybuilder a bodybuilder but you're built like a bodybuilder I'll tell you that yeah. much uh, you don't want to work out with this man because you will leave home questioning life <laughs> Uh, You'll go home crying, wondering if it's all worth it. And then to make matters worse, you'll wake up the next day doubling down on those emotions. And so uh, he's a friend to the channel he's been on before. Uh, He's someone I've known since I was a kid. And it's been an honor to see him grow and see what God is doing in his life. Um, He's someone that has challenged me, encouraged me, inspired me. Um, on my health journey, you guys follow. If you follow me on social media, you probably see him on my story when I'm in the gym. Uh, we got none other than Beza with us. What's good, bro? How good you man. Doing? Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, to be here. Welcome back, bro. Appreciate it. Last been a couple years, few years. we were just talking about that 2018 was yeah. the last time we had you on. It was me, you, Yossi. I think that episode was called Fat and Personal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Talking about our health journey, but we're coming back four years later. Talk about the health journey once more because there have been yes. some updates and developments and things in that nature uh, But before we jump into it for those who don't know you or don't have a context for who you are Give us a little inside scoop on who the man is who the man Beza is.
1: Yeah, so I'm um, Beza um, Went to Bethany University, got my degree in biokinetics okay. um, Been coaching uh, at the high school level for I want to say seven years Seven or eight years now, wow. and then uh, in the weight room as an assistant. Been the co-director of the weight room for the past three years at the high school I coach at. Uh, also coaching football and track and the side as well. That I've been doing personal training for the past uh, two, three years now. Oh no, so, oh, that's what's yeah. up.
0: And You almost tried out for the NFL.
1: No, not true. Nope.
0: No, I remember you were like about to no.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, just play. Just play college you ball. Just That was went, it. You should have went. I should have. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs>
0: I was all right, but wasn't that good? Wasn't that good? Yeah, no. you played football for the longest too, right? So yeah, for about like ten coach? years.
1: Okay. Played for ten years. Coached for five now.
0: So. Okay. So real quick, for those who don't again know who you are, uh, what got you into your health kick? What made you want to study? What you studied? What made you want to be a coach, a trainer? Um, You don't only coach and train, but you also, you know, lift for yourself and take Mm -hmm. care of yourself and all that good stuff. Um, What led to that, especially in our community, um, you know, I think things are changing now and things are evolving. But the way we were raised, that was not necessarily um, something that was talked about, something that was encouraged. I mean, you got to be a doctor, lawyer, lawyer, engineer in our world. Yeah, Um, you know, our culture will shame you. If you're big, they'll let you know. Oh, yes, but they don't really give you the tools or resources to get skinny or to get fit or even what that means. It's just like mm-hmm. in, in our culture, it's like if you're skinny you're healthy and that's not true either. But what kind of led you down this path? Like, how are you? Uh, yeah. What, what were the steps that led to you pursuing what you are doing
1: now? For me, it all started when I was a kid. Um, my very first memory of, of life, just in life in general, was watching the Vikings play mm-hmm. I was sitting on my dad's lap. I think I was, like, three or four years old at the time. Wow. I was watching football with my dad, and I don't know what it was. It wasn't anything. I don't know what it was. It's just, for some reason, that gravitated towards me. I said, I want to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can't tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. I just saw it, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, from a young age, um, all the boys in my class from preschool, kindergarten, and first grade, all we did at uh, uh, pre- recess was play football. Yeah. So – growing up, i, s- I want to play this game. I yeah. want to run around. Yeah. If you ask my parents when I was growing up, mama especially, she'll tell you that, like I would never sit still. Mm. Like I was a kid, I was like bouncing off the walls like age mm. 2 I think at like 6 months I actually crawled out of my crib Wow. And started like walking at like 9 or something. Wow. It's yeah, like, that was next like a, level. I was a crazy active kid like, yeah, yeah, since yeah. birth. Yeah. So, movement has always been a part of my life and mm. something that I j- I just this is who I am. Right. So, uh, play all different sports growing up. Didn't play football. So I actually got to uh, seventh grade. Yeah. And around that time, I started lifting weights. Mm. So, um, I begged my mom for, like, over a year. Like, I want to weights, I want to Yeah. So, she got me um, a pair of, like, eight-pound dumbbells. Really? Yeah. When I was, like, I think 11 or 12. And, like, e- bro, like, every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day I go in the basement and I would, you know, do push-ups do wow. sit-ups use those dumbbells for like an hour straight yeah, yeah. every single day because yeah. that's that's what i wanted to do yeah so um played football in middle school ran track in middle school got pretty good at that we,
0: we hold on, we got to talk about that's a miracle <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why dumbbells at that age i remember telling my parents i wanted to play football when i was in elementary school mm-hmm. and they shut that thing down right and i remember it was a huge i remember being at my aunt and uncle's house and it was a huge conversation and my uncle was really cool. He was a huge Vikings fan, Randy Moss, that era, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And Dante Culpepper. Like, I just remember that uh, whole era. But he was just like, just let him play football. Like, what's the worst that can happen to him? Right. And my mom was like, nah, he's going to get a concussion. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way that I'm going to let my child play football. And I was like, what about basketball? There's nothing really that can happen. Like, no, you got to focus on your education. But, like, it's so crazy. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I want to tell a real quick story. yeah. yeah. I remember being in in the gym one time i I used to work out at uh, lifetime fitness and i miss it so much because la is not lifetime Mm. (laughs) and i remember um leaving the gym waiting i was in the cafeteria uh waiting for my food to be prepared and when i was in there i saw a father and a son and the father was giving his son nutrition facts like how to read the the back of the wow like this is what this means this is how much you want in your body Like, if you're going to lift, this is how much, like, this is the pro, like, all of the protein car, like, this is your complex carbs. This is, you know, all of these things, breaking it down. And I remember I started crying, bro. Mm. This is a true story right there in the middle. And I was like, why am I getting so emotional about this? You know what I mean? It didn't hit me till I was driving home. And I was like, man, I wonder if I would be in a better, healthy situation. I wonder if I would be a lot further down the line. If I grew up in a household where this was encouraged, where there, there was facts around nutrition, there was facts around how to. Bro, I remember being super intimidated by the weight room for the longest in my 20s, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Afraid of the bench press. But the reason why I had to stop you is because it sounded like you were, first of all, you were watching football when you were like two, three years old on your mm-hmm. dad's lap. Your mom at eight, nine years old gives you dumbbells. You're allowed to play football. You, you didn't just get here. And I think that's important to note because a lot of the times people will look at you and be like, man, I wish I had your shoulders, that chest, but like the biceps, all of that. But your story started at three years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I want to talk about like, I want to commend your parents for not only because you're, I mean, we could talk about your sister too. She's doing crazy oh, yeah, things, most definitely. killing it. Yeah. But when I look at you, when I look at your family, like you, you didn't just get here. Like you were groomed for this, you mm-hmm. know, you were encouraged in this. And I just wanted to highlight that's abnormal, especially in our community um, I know that that shouldn't be the case and I get it too. Like there are a lot of factors. There are a lot of reasons, you know, our parents did the best they can with what they had, but I just wanted to be like, yo, what you're talking about is not normal for the Abisha experience. You know what Most I mean? Definitely not. And so yeah. I just want to let you know your parents letting you play football at a young age, getting done bills that early, watching football that early. That is unheard of. Yeah. And I've definitely spent more time the last
1: couple of years reflecting on that. Yeah. Um, when I, when I look back at, you know, growing up in the church or being around friends growing up that were in the Habesha community, it was, um, there was always, like, pushback. Yeah. To what I was doing. Mm. Like, I was always talking about football. I was always talking about, you know, being in a weight room, you know, running around, all that. Yeah, 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 And, like, my aunts, my uncles, um, not so much them, but, like, you know, other elders in the church, other people I knew. Yeah. They were almost, like, discouraging me from doing all that. Mm. But, like... And I think my parents were a little bit hesitant at first, too. But I think they realized I was just so obsessed with it. Like, mm-hmm. they had no choice but to support. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. And then... Um, you you know, were going to do it. yeah. Uh, regardless. Yeah, yeah it does not matter who was, you know, encouraging me or not encouraging me. I was going to do what I was going to do. Right. Regardless. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, going back to my siblings, I think they kind of followed my footsteps because they wanted to play with me. They wanted mm-hmm. to be around me. Yeah. And if they're going to do that, it was sports right right so that's yeah. why my sister you know she's eight years younger than me yeah but she wanted to play me by my brother yeah so when you were playing basketball in the front yard she would have to join us right so right. that's yeah. kind of led to a rabbit
0: trail of itself yeah but. yeah I mean, I mean i remember even when we'd be in the gym together you know we'd work out at the high school that mm-hmm. she was at and she would find time in between class or homeroom and she would come down she'd start lifting she'd call you over and be like hey am i doing this right or can you help me With these and I'm just like man, that's so cute, bro. Like brother sister. Yeah, that's awesome Yeah, that's dope. So your story really started young young young. You didn't just get into this or what have you. Yeah, um I remember bro. I Wanted to start so I for those who don't know my story I have lost in the last four years 60 pounds So at my heaviest I was about 280 Mm -hmm. I'm currently around the 220 mark and that's Unbelievable and I have to stop and celebrate that because I'm so hyper focused on where my ultimate goal is to be 175 Mm -hmm. And it's like I got to stop and remember you I've come a long way But it doesn't feel like that because I have such a long way to go, but I remember early in my journey Like it it was you that I hit up like there is a few guys that got me on this track got me on this path And you were one of those guys early on this is 2018 where we'd be in the gym, bro I had no form I couldn't lift like bro like i i don't know if you remember this but bench pressing i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't handle i didn't have the capacity to put any plates on i was just doing the bar and by the time me and you were done i I had 45s up which was crazy to think about your muscle and what your body's able to do and stuff like that with consistency but i hit you up you're like yo let's do it we would meet in the mornings monday wednesday friday And I remember you would always say something. And I know we talked about this in our last podcast episode, but it's rung true. So it's just been in my heart, in my mind ever since. But he's like, let's get ready to worship. Let's Mm -hmm. get ready to worship. You'd come in. And, you know, our worship songs would be Taylor Swift <laughs> and uh, Lecrae that's right, that's right. And yeah. rock music. You have an eclectic taste of music. That's another conversation. It's all over right the other. place. Yeah. 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 I was like, we really working out to Taylor Swift right now. I'm um, cool. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> uh, but, um, like, let's get ready to worship. And um, I think I remember somebody was saying this on a podcast episode. In the Bible, when you talk about worship, you know, it's not the way we talk about worship. Today, when we talk about worship, we're talking about lifting our hands, having Bible study, praying. I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But in the, in, the, in the Bible, when people get ready to worship, they're getting ready to work. Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the law first mentioned, the first time you see worship in the Bible is when Abraham is sacrificing Isaac to his son. There's pain to it. There was sacrifice to it. There was a trusting of God or what have you. And that always, you saying, let's get ready to worship, has always stuck with me because i'm like yo i don't believe in the sacred sacred secular divide i believe all the things that we do god is incorporated i feel like god is right now with us as we record this podcast right after this we're going to work out chest and tricep god's going to be with us in that time absolutely this is worship that will be worship all of it is worship in fact one of the the uh, root word of worship uh, is is work actually Mm -hmm. And so speak to that a little bit. Where did that come from, this idea that everything I do is for the Lord? And I, you touched on this a little bit. In the church, it was discouraged. Yes, but very much so. if they knew that that was worship, maybe you'd be encouraged, mm-hmm. right? But what was your journey with that, realizing that what I do in the weight room, what I do on the football field, what I do as I'm working my body out is really worship unto the Lord. Where does that come from for you? So for me... Um,
1: when I was doing sports growing up, whether it's middle school, high school, even throughout college, you know, I always went to, um, private Christian uh, schools yeah. growing up and uh, also to, uh, for college shout out and Shout okay. out to all the schools I went to. Um, I remember, uh, when I f- first started doing sports at Concordia, um, one of the, on our back of our weight room shirts, like every single year is mm-hmm. on the back of our weight room shirts. Can't remember which reverse it is but it always had the phrase investing our talents. Mm. And um, I always think about the parable of Jesus about, you know, investing our talents mm. and mm. one person dug it in the ground yeah. and one person, you know, did something else with it. Yeah, yeah. That's and good. the way I see it is, you know, God gave us our physical bodies, right? Yeah. As a gift. It's, it's a lease. Yeah. You only get it for a certain amount of time. Right. Right. And you know, in the church right. we always talk about, you know, Investing in our relationships, investing in um, our careers, mm. investing in, you know, all these different things to make us our better school. people yeah. in, in God. But if I strongly believe this, that we don't talk nearly enough about mm. investing in our physical talents. Yeah. Because, yeah, we can't invest in all these, all these other things, but if we're not investing in our physical bodies. Yeah. We can't carry out God's mission
0: for our mm. lives. Mm. Mm. Let's you know talk about it. Yeah. So. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So it's
1: like, you know, and I, not to go too deep into this rabbit hole, but if, mm. I don't how do I want to say this? This, this may come across as harsh, please, but uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would question anyone out there who is a believer who is, you know, doing well with their family life, doing well in their relationships, doing well in their community service, doing well, you know, in their careers, what have you. If you're, really focus on all those different things think oh, I'm doing great for the kingdom, but you're neglecting your health mm. doing things are bad for your health. Mm. You're smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You're not going to the gym. You're yeah, yeah. eating junk food every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're drinking every weekend. Yeah. I would question if you're really, truly investing in all the things that God has for you. Wow.
0: Bro, we stepping on some toes on this one. Listen, we I, we <laughs> stepping on some toes on this one. Let me, let me tell you something, bro this is not talked about enough. I remember vividly, I was, I think, a junior or senior in college, and I, ha- I had the privilege of, like, I had, like, three youth pastors, you know what I mean, and one, one of them, I had two, they were husband and wife, they're Indian, and um, she, one of the youth pastors was telling me, like, I, she just stopped showing up for a little bit, and then one day she came back up, back to the service, and I was like, how you been? We miss you. What's going on? She's like, I've had severe back problems. Mm. And she's like, she, she just pulled me aside. She's like, invest in your health. She said, I want to be with you guys. I want to teach more. I want to be there for you guys. But I can't because my back is giving me a hard time. And that was the first time I realized, holy cow, Like my physical state has a direct implication to my career to my ability to be a friend, my ability to be helpful, to be of service to others. If I didn't, if, if you and I were not in our right minds, if we didn't have bodies that were able and working, we would not even be sitting here recording this podcast episode 100% at all. And I remember that was my junior, senior year of college. And for two years, I asked God, please give me a conviction about this. Because, mm-hmm. bro, it was, there was no conviction at all, like not even a little bit. And I remember it. I remember I was like, God, please give me a conviction. I remember when it happened. It was 2015, and I was in the drive-through at McDonald's. I still eat McDonald's. I'm, I'm still guys. It's the process, you know. I think I lost some followers by saying that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it know. happens sometimes. You know, it happens. it happens sometimes. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the only thing open late. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The fries are next level. We've all been there. We've been. I'm still there. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm constantly, you know, guys working on me. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I remember being at McDonald's. And like a ton of bricks the holy spirit like hit me mm. and finally like he answered my prayer and i felt convicted that was the first time i felt wrong about eating at mcdonald's and i was like all right i got the conviction out which was supernatural and helpful in my journey mm-hmm. because it was no longer for me a thing about let me just look good it was yo this is a spiritual matter and if i'm not investing in my spiritual health mm-hmm. or in my physical health how healthy am i spiritually you touched on something that's key if you want to know where you and god are actually at look at where you are in relation to all the other things going on in your life your your friendships your family your vocation um your emotional your mental health like sometimes i don't know we're so notorious for doing this as christians we think we're good because i read my bible and i prayed But everything else is on fire. You're a terrible friend. Talk about it. You don't manage your time. You're on Netflix 24-7. You're not pursuing your dreams. You're not investing in the talents that God has given you. You're not investing in the relationships that God has put around you. And I started realizing slowly but surely that my physical health is a representation of my spiritual health. Talk about it. That where me and God are at is an indication or where I'm at in my physical journey is an indication of where I'm at with my relationship with God. And uh, that was a game changer for me because working out, eating right, it became a spiritual matter. And it is a spiritual matter. But I had to pray, God, give me a conviction over this. I love what you said there. Um, we, we can talk so much about that, but we don't have time to get into right, right. all the details. I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. But yeah, it became a spiritual conviction. I love what you said, man. I was like, I want to invest in my physical um, health. Not just my mental, not just my emotional, not just my relational, not just my spiritual, but all of that. So I started that four years later, bro. Um, Thank God I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be. But to this point about it being spiritual, losing weight is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I think I had... I think Ruslan said this on that podcast episode I just recorded with him. He said it is much easier to make a million dollars than it is to get a six-pack. Meaning <laughs> you have a easier shot at making a million dollars than actually disciplining yourself in such a way where you're eating right, working out consistently, water intake, sleep, all of that so that you can get a six-pack. Mm. That, that blew me away. But this journey of even losing 60 pounds, my, my, my. There was sweat. There were tears. There were many days where I wanted to give up. I remember it there are many moments where I felt like the worst is when you're in the gym like a week straight and nothing on the scale changes Mm -hmm. Nothing the only change you see is your endurance. That was the only thing that kept me going I'd be in the gym and I'm like, oh I can put more plates up. Oh I can last longer, but nothing else was changing. It's like am I wasting my time? Um, Many moments where I wanted to quit Uh, there were many a days where I felt like what I was doing was insignificant that going to the gym meant absolutely nothing. Mm. That eating rabbit food meant absolutely <laughs> like I, I'm eating <laughs> salads and nothing is changing. Might yeah. as well just go to McDonald's, right? I want to go to Chick-fil-A. That spicy chicken sandwich sounds really good right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was it it took it took a, a healthy spiritual life. It took friendships. It took me remembering the vision. It took emotional health. It took mental like um like bro, like I you know, I've, I've already done an episode on this. I won't cover it. But doing 75 hard, bro, I couldn't just watch anything. Right. I was watching Creed 1 and 2, all the Rockies, yeah. The Last Dance. I was watching all these documentaries on all these different athletes. I'm watching uh, YouTubers that are in the gym. Like, I couldn't just, like, bro, getting here, losing 60 pounds, took not just physical effort, but emotional, spiritual, relational effort. People encouraging me, people pushing me, people speaking into me. It took a lot for me to get here, mm-hmm. and I, I know the process of what it looks like, and so I wanted to ask you, why is it important to invest knowing how difficult it would be? Like, sometimes I think what gets us in the gym is naivete. That's why the gyms are full January 1st. Right, I got this, this is the year I'm gonna change, and then the gyms, I give it two weeks, I hate January 1st, bro, because I've been in the gym now for a few years. Yeah. And I can't find a machine. It's packed. I can't find packed. a dumbbell. I can't find nothing. But I just you know, weathered the storm two weeks. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. I think we overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And Absolutely. so speak to that. Like, do you feel like we have a healthy vision of what it will take us? to actually get to where we wanna be. Have you seen people want to start off with you and then a few weeks into it they cut off? Yeah, I mean I see it
1: I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, see it all the time with, you know, from my freshman athletes who come in, um, and whatever sport they're doing, you know, they might hang in the sport for like a year but then they'll quit. Yeah. You know, a sophomore year, I've seen it with, you know, adult clients I have, they yeah. might try like, oh, I wanna get into the gym, I want to work out. And, you know, I'll have them for like a month or two. Yeah, and then they they quit. Yeah, I have I have lifelong friends who like Oh, I want to get in the gym. I want not get in shape and they'll come work out with me Yeah, yeah. and then they'll be consistent
0: for like maybe two three weeks. Yeah, and then they'll stop. That's cuz you're crazy For those well, who don't know this dude, this <laughs> dude will have you do I remember one workout You gave us an hour and we had to finish a hundred squats a hundred uh, Burpees mm-hmm. and a hundred lunges within an hour all three at one, not a hundred lunges in an hour, not a hundred squat. No, all three, 300 reps right. in one hour. Yeah. That's ludicrous, dog. <laughs> I mean, to yeah. me, it's just normal. That's just another yeah, day. Yeah, but yeah. Cause you started at three years old, that's right, another. Right. Just another day for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. but I feel it though. Like quitting, I wanted to quit. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. yeah.
1: But you know, it's funny when you bring that up, it's, I see people, they, they quit all the time, but it's never because they're not physically able. Mm. Like 99% of the time, mm. it's not because they're not physically able.
0: Because
1: mm. they, they give up mentally first. Because
0: mm. it's, it, it's hard, right? Mm. Yeah, talk about it. That's the
1: word. Here's the thing. Most things in life are worth going after or worth achieving are not easy. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if, if, if it was worth it, I mean, yeah, man. I don't want to phrase it. That's good, bro. Yeah, I mean, nothing worth going for in life is ever easy never getting a degree not easy not easy you know having a successful marriage not easy not you know easy. yeah raising a good stable home for your kids not easy you not know easy. Building, was, building a, a podcast <laughs> exactly not easy you know? yeah 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 like pursuing a relationship with the lord you know at times it's not going to be easy right you know yeah but we do it and we invest in it because it's worth it in the right. long run right yeah. It's gonna
0: bring a lot more fruit later on in our lives yeah, that's yeah, why bro. we do it that's good man you yeah know? I love what you said about it it being mental, because it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, If you tell yourself you can't, and if you tell yourself you can, you're absolutely right. Right. Either or. It's literally what you tell yourself. Yeah. And one of the things I've learned on this journey is I have been introduced to myself in new ways. Mm. I didn't know this version of me existed until I pushed myself to this point. Like, I didn't know that I can work out five times a week. I didn't know that I can go two and a half months without carbs. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had it in me to literally look a certain way. Like, I I remember telling some friends, I I just got to a point where I just accepted my fate. Mm. I was like, I'm just gonna be this weight for the rest of my life, this is my reality. And it wasn't until I pushed and mentally pushed that I realized that it didn't have to be my reality, that it didn't have to be my destiny. That I had within me what it took to overcome the obstacles that would get me to my overall goal. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I love that. What else, You said it's a mental, mental battle, mental barrier. Do you think what, what other factors play a role in why people don't push and why people don't do what they need to do to get to where they need to go?
1: Well, oftentimes when people are trying to make that adjustment from, you know, Hey, I've been slacking off, you know, my physical health. I need to pick things up with my diet, with water, with sleep, with, you know, going to the gym. It's a lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, in Mm. in a lot of ways, and it's not direct correlation, but in a lot of ways, it's kind of similar to going from being a non-believer to believer. You Mm. have to change a lot of things in your life that you didn't have to before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you got to change your sleeping habits, you know. Can't be studying up until 2 a.m. watching Netflix. Right. You know? Right. If you can't be going out with your friends to the bar every you know weekday, right. weekday, weeknight, whatever. Yeah. You can't be you know ordering out you know every time you want to get a meal. Yeah. You know you can't just be sitting at home watching TV. Uh, yeah. Make effort to actually carve time out of your day yeah. to get to the gym. Yeah. That might even require you getting up early in the morning to do so because yeah. you're so busy throughout your day. Yeah. It requires a holistic lifestyle change. With, I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. 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 Not even just a mental sport. It's just. Hard to practically do. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to invest in your health, that's what you gotta do
0: Yeah, that's a great point I think we just want to do the bare minimum to get us to where we want to go and we don't want to change our lifestyle We Mm -hmm. want to because people don't talk about Maintaining Whatever it is that you achieve. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to work hard to lose 10 pounds, right? I want to get ready for this wedding I want to fit in this dress. I want to. I want to. I want to feel good in these pants. You yes. know what I'm saying? But if you don't actually change your lifestyle, guess what? After the wedding, you're gonna go back mm-hmm. to where you were in the beginning, right? I heard this crazy stat recently. You know, there's correlate. Did you know there is a correlation between uh, porn addiction and staying up past midnight? Really? <laughs> so like. You are more likely to be obese and addicted to porn by not going to bed on time. Because it's, Interesting. After, okay. a certain Interesting. T- it's after a certain time where you just fall into habits. You fall like right. if you don't, if you're not in bed at a healthy time, then you idle time is dangerous. Mm. I've I've once heard someone say there's nothing more dangerous than a bored man. Wow. David wow. felt, fall, found himself sleeping with Bathsheba because he was bored. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in a time where kings go off to war. When David should have been fighting for his country, he's at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And because he's not in war, because he's not at battle, because he's not doing what he needs to be doing, he found himself in a predicament. He found himself in a situation that opened himself up for temptation. Mm-hmm and to your point i think that like if we don't understand that and this is why i said it's all connected it is yeah like your physical health is a direct correlation to your spiritual health mm-hmm. because if you're pursuing jesus you 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 need to you need to order your day in such a way you need to prioritize your time in such a way you need to focus your attention in such a way that's productive mm-hmm. Uh, what am I doing in my in my alone time with the Lord? What am I doing with my relationships? How, what's my relationship with social media look like? What is my relationship with my friends look like all of these things play a role in being productive a lot of people say I don't have time to get fit But if you were to go on your iPhone right now and you'd go in your settings and look at battery life mm-hmm. your bat every Sunday. My phone tells me you spent four hours a day on your phone. You spent six hours a day on your phone, and the battery app will inform you. It's so shout out to Steve Jobs. It will let <laughs> you know, it will break down where your time went. Right. You spent an hour a day on YouTube, you spent three hours on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A lot of us think that we don't have capacity to change our lifestyle, but really, what it truly is, is we don't have the discipline to change our lifestyle.
1: I'm glad you brought all this up because I I was thinking while you were speaking through that, which was, was, was amazing. You know, whether it's, you know, eating junk food late at night, you know, watching porn late at night, you know, scrolling through Instagram. Yeah. What do all these things have in common? Constant dopamine grip, Mm, right? Yeah. Chasing that little spike that serotonin dopamine hit. Yeah. 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 So people need to realize too, when they're making that, investment in their physical health, whether it's changing their diet, working out, whatever, you are delating that gratification Yeah, for even better bigger and more fulfilling gratification later on. Yeah. That's you know I mean? good. We gotta talk
0: about that. Yeah, talk about that. Because yeah. our
1: culture, especially today here in the Western world in America, yeah. We are so hyper focused yeah. on getting that constant dopamine drip yeah. from whatever it is that we're whatever our vices are, you know? Right, yeah. So if you're able to make that change from constant scrolling from mm. watching porn to you know i got a bible verse for this keep going yeah from from doing all of that yeah if you can convert that from hey i'm going to you know meal prep mm. sundays and take t- about 2 hours of my day to make that investment yes i'm going to carve out 4 days this week where I'm going to work out for an hour each day yeah if you can, you can do these little things I mean, granted, analytics are hard to do. Yeah. But if you can make those changes, yeah, I guarantee you're going to see such a, such a big difference in your life and how you see the world and how you see your relationship with God.
0: Yeah, I love it. I We do got to talk about delayed gratification because really everything worthwhile, you said this earlier, mm-hmm. is going to be difficult and it's on the other side of work. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to put in the work to get to where we want to be. I There's a... There's a verse here um yeah I'm, I'm gonna read it it's in in second Peter chapter one uh Peter is is writing to a persecuted church and he gives us gives them this encouragement about how it is to overcome some of these battles that they're facing, mm-hmm. the war that's waging outside and the the war that's waging within they're ready to punt the faith, lead the faith, all of that good stuff um you know it's so funny you know how we're waiting on Christ's second return they. <laughs> They also thought that, that, that Jesus was going to return in their day and age, right right So Jesus is like, I'm coming back and they're like, where are you at? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's been a few years. So it's so crazy it's been all these years later and he still hasn't come back, but he's coming back. Right. I got news, he's coming back yes, and sir. because he hasn't come back yet, they' they're falling into temptation and they're getting to a place, they're getting to a, a, a moment in their in their faith where they're like, yeah, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And Peter writes this, you know keep going. I'm going to read it from verse five for, this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, into godliness, mutual affection, into mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So Peter basically tells them, this is what you got to do. You got to add to yourself perseverance, godliness, affection, self-control, knowledge, goodness, all of these things. And he's like, grow in these things, grow in these things. And if you don't do these things, if you're not putting in the work, if you're not having the discipline to um, gain knowledge, gain self-control, gain um, uh, mutual affection, if you're not doing the work to be godly, if you're not doing these things, then you will be ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the lord jesus christ and then he gets at the why we don't do these things mm. if you're not putting in the work this is the reason why who whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting they have been cleansed from their past sins so the key word here is nearsighted and blind i don't wear glasses 20 20 vision we praise god you know what i'm saying that's Amen. not my <laughs> vice you know what i'm saying yeah mcdonald's is, but right <laughs> now nah, 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 i say i have learned so what it means to be nearsighted is and, and it took me a while to figure this out because i just this is not my world but someone who's nearsighted means you're only able to see what's in front of you you can't see five feet out you can't see 10 feet out you can't see 15 feet out so on and so forth if you're farsighted you can't see what's close you can only see what's right and, and Peter tells them, if you're not working on godliness, self-control, mutual affection, knowledge, if you're not growing in these things in greater measure, the issue is that you are nearsighted and blind, meaning you're only looking at what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. This pain that's right in front of me, this issue that's right in front of me, these failures that's right in front of me. And he's saying you need to step out. And look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Don't forget what Jesus has done for you. He has cleansed you of your sins. Step outside of your circumstance and look at the bigger picture. And that's how you can pursue these things. And to your point, I know this is a long way of going around. Forgive me, I'm a pastor, no, I'm a teacher. Do your thing. Do your but thing. to your point, delayed gratification, because we're so nearsighted. We're looking at right now, man, I, 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 I know bigger scale, bigger picture. I want to lose 20 pounds. I know bigger scale bigger picture I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle I know bigger scale bigger picture I want to be more healthy however right now I feel like scrolling on Instagram right Mm -hmm. now I feel like getting an hour more of sleep Mm -hmm. right now I feel like doing what I want to do right and so because we're nearsighted and we have these uh, thoughts and we have these uh, these pictures of what we're we're doing and what we want to do we simply miss out on the ultimate goal and what God ultimately has for us. And I feel like that's our problem. We're so like, it's not that we don't want to lose 20 pounds. It's not that we don't want to gain 20 pounds. The problem is we want what's in front of us right now. I want an hour of sleep. I want a Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Is that even a thing? Do they still sell Twinkies? I'm oh, not yeah. even sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh-huh. so, but yeah, we're we're nearsighted and only thinking what's in front of us. Yeah. Right. What do you, what do you think about that? I think I mean, I, I what you said was awesome. I think
1: it was it was, it was wonderful. In relation to nearsightedness, I think part of the reason why we can get that way is to kind of lose sense of what our why is. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, people will, will go to the gym and be like, okay, well, I want to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, why? I say, well, I want to look good. I want to get a six-pack. And most of the time, that's not, it's not fulfilling enough yeah. to do so. Yeah going back to earlier when you were talking about, we had a spiritual commission in that McDonald's parking lot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, oh, I want to look good or I want to you know yeah. feel a certain way. There's a deeper purpose behind that. Yeah, man. You want to be there for your community. Yeah. You want to be there for your church family. You want to yeah. be there to see what else the guy's in store for you. Yeah. That's why you want to lose the weight. That's right. why you want to get in better shape. Yeah. And I think that mm, oftentimes good. when we get nearsighted in all these different aspects of our lives, it's because we could figure out what our why is in God. Right, 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 you know? right, yeah. Because that's the ultimate purpose. That's ultimate what we're here for. Right. And we lose sight of that. We lose sight in all our, all our other
0: ambitions and goals along yeah. with that. Yeah, that's good, man. The why is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go on on about this. I, I want to speak to one more why, and this is more a recent development. Mm. For me, I have been very convicted. I read an article not too long ago that talks about how, working out Eating right sleeping enough can literally alter your children's DNA mm-hmm. So if you are setting yourself up, it doesn't only impact your community It doesn't only impact your health and longevity it doesn't only impact your spirituality and your and your purpose It also impacts the next generation mm-hmm. and I want to talk quickly about this because I think we underestimate how much of what we do for ourselves really blesses others Mm -hmm. how much of what we invest in ourselves is really an investment into our communities Mm -hmm. into our families into the next generation like the people that we're producing literally physically producing and the impact they have on the next generation is contingent upon what i do with my time today right um can you speak to the science of that because i know that's that's your fuel i don't want to yeah but like how vital and important even that is so epigenetics is basically it. a study of how
1: genetics um, within the body can change over time. Um, mm. It's been a few years now. I'm not going to lie. So I yeah, remember all the a, science behind yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Break it but, down. But uh, but shot Dr. Gibbous uh, at Bethel. She was the one who taught mm. a lot of this when I was there. Um, one thing you have to remember while we're working out, when we're going through, um, you know, eating right, when we even do stuff like a sauna or a cold tub or anything like that, our hormones are being... Um, rearranged and switched around a lot yeah and those hormones and in conjunction with our diet which is going to change our DNA from inside out are working together to change Mm. what's going on inside the body Mm. so um hormones like testosterone estrogen Mm -hmm. um are are being um up and are being regulated basically um when we're doing stuff like eating a are basically working out in conjunction with, you know, eating a high carb diet with lots of protein, yeah. or if you flip it, if you go high fat with a lot of protein, yeah. that's going to make sure that our insulin spike isn't too mm-hmm. high, which is going to counterbalance all these hormones that are going on in the body yeah. to make sure that our hormones are working the proper way. Right. 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 And they've actually found research recently, can't remember what the study was or where it was from, but not only will your genetics change will affect your children, but when a woman is, pregnant with her child in the womb, that child has the genetics it needs to, you know, mm. give life to their children, mm. right? So not only are you changing your children's DNA, you're changing your children's children's, children's, children's yeah. DNA. Yeah. So it's multi generational, yeah. which is, you know, absolutely crazy. That's actually crazy. Could we yeah.
0: sing songs like, and you're chilled. And you're, it's ch- based off a Bible verse for the, the song, The Blessing, that they did. They literally took that. But, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes when I think about that verse or I hear that song, I'm like, God, do it, God, do it. And He will do it and He can do it. But He's partnering with us in doing that. Exactly. The way we help bless our children's children is by what we do with our time and mm-hmm. our energy and all that good stuff. Not only is, and it can go either way too. Yeah. Because a lot mm, of people, and
1: yeah. I know this is very true for myself, but, um, humans hold a lot of trauma within the body yeah. in a very physical sense. Yeah, yeah. Body whether it's, yeah. whether it's, um, you know, uh, damage uh, mutations on our genetic coding, whether it's um, like a visceral, like actual, like muscular thing that happens with the body. It's psychological. Yeah. Trauma gets passed down through generations as well. Right. So, mm. I think it's important for us, not only as believers, but also people come from, you know, the, the that African diaspora. Mm. You know, there's lots of, generational trauma throughout the years. Yeah. And it kind of falls on us to yeah. realize this information and yeah. make sure we don't go down the road of, you know, passing more generational trauma yeah. through the physical sense, but flip it and actually pass on better genetic opportunities to our children and our children's
0: children right, going yeah, on. Right. That's good, bro. Yeah. Reverse I would, the curse. Yeah. I know I didn't
1: explain the science super well, it's been a few years, but that was no, no. a very basic yeah, 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 uh, yeah. lay down
0: of that. It's enough to do what we gotta do. You know what I'm saying? It's enough to do what we got to do. Yeah. I uh, just one last thought. Let let us know if you want Beza to come on and do a part two. I think we're just scratching the surface to even get into how we got here, how to get to where we want to be, all of that good stuff. But speak to those right now who want to get right, who want to get healthy, who want to get fit and maybe are not motivated. You know, we, we talked about this. It's mental. And I've shared this on different podcast episodes, too. A lot of the things that had hindered me from actually getting right from within had a lot to do with my own expectation, my own trauma, my own experience, my own um, life. Like, I, I've shared this in a different podcast episode, but I remember I was afraid of the gym because I remember we were, me and my friends were hanging out one time and I couldn't even raise the bar mm-hmm. on the bench press. And, you know, they were clowning me, things like that. I was like, oh man, I. I'm not coming back to this ever again right or just the fear that i had of like being judged like am i doing things right mm-hmm. like I, I remember like even the video i was like sharing with you when we were working out together i was doing these bicep curls and i was my form was off like like, I yeah, sho- yeah, my yeah. shoulders weren't tucked in i was lifting with my shoulders and not my actual you know yeah and it's like there's that that fear of like am i going to look like a fool maybe you will But you got to look like a fool to look right you know what Mm. i'm saying you got to be able to take that step um there's questions around man can i actually change bro i i'll be very honest and transparent there are days where i look at myself in the mirror as if recent and sometimes i get emotional thinking like i didn't think i could ever get here Mm. like i can't believe i'm here and even now like what you know where i was 80 pounds heavier or 60 pounds heavier I couldn't see myself being here. And even now, sometimes I'm here. I'm like, I want to get to 175. I don't know if I can get there. But yeah. thank God to the process and journey because I've seen myself get here this far. That gives me enough faith to continue. But it's mental. like, And I get it. Like A lot of our physical health is tied to our mental health, our spiritual yes. health. It's all cause and effect. But what would you say to someone? How would you encourage them to get on their health tip to, to actually embrace um, health in a in, in, in the physical realm so that they can see the results that they hope to see? Well,
1: first of all, I want to commend you for losing that 60 pounds. I mean, I know there's, there's a journey that you want to get to a certain place, yeah. and I think that's great. You have a bigger goal for yourself. Yeah. But, you know, definitely take a second to appreciate where mm. you've come from because yeah. that's up. you know that's huge, yeah. what you've accomplished in, in that short that. amount of time. I'm really proud of you, Matt. Thanks, Th- man. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. Thank you. I, I would say a few things. Um. Jordan Peterson says, in order to become the master, you have to be the fool first. Mm. And, you know, people, and you mentioned this earlier, but people, you know, look at me and they think, you know, oh, like, I would love to look like you. And, you know, you have these great arms, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, people understand, like, I had to start somewhere myself. Yeah. I wasn't always, you know, you know the coach, the, the gym guard I am now. Yeah. It took me a while to get to this point. It took well over a decade to get to this point. Wow. And, and there were times in my journey where I fell off. You know, before we started working out, like six months prior to that, I was the heaviest I was. I yeah. was like, you know, day near two fifty.
0: Yeah.
1: I was not working out at all and yeah. I was depressed and there were things going on in my life that were mm-hmm. that weren't going well and gladly, you know, with by the grace of God I was able to turn that around and change that. Yeah. But um, you know, you have to be willing to look a little foolish yeah. if you wanna, you know, mm. turn your life around. Yeah. You that's, know, that's that's, good. that's one of the costs of it. Yeah. Um that's good. I like that. Number two, motivation is so highly overrated. Mm. Motivation does not matter. Gosh, that's a whole another
0: podcast episode. Talk about that, yeah.
1: You, motivation comes and goes. Yeah. Even me now, who you know, the gym is literally one of the biggest things in my life. A lot of my life is centered around fitness. I don't want to go to the gym every day. Yeah, yeah. I just
0: don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't want to do. Gym. I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't want to do because I know he's going to kill me. And I don't want no parts in it. <laughs> here, here, here's what here's what I'll
1: say to, to the people is, don't worry about being motivated. Worry about being disciplined. Mm, mm. Make it a discipline. Don't go when you want to go. Yeah. Go when you say you're gonna go. Wow. That's you know? a character issue. That's a character thing, right? Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, and uh, you know it's, I don't like using the word like make it like a job, but yeah thing about it is is like you're doing this for yourself right you wouldn't show up to work late right yeah you wouldn't show up to obligation or responsibility yeah you know ha- haphazardly yeah so why are you doing that for yourself and your physical right. self for physical self right yeah you gotta show up for
0: yourself if you yeah. want to make this same work you know so good can, um, can i say something to that before yeah, you continue? yeah yeah i was at uh buffalo wild wings with my one of my good friends and We were talking about and this is before i lost i lost 30 of the 60 pounds i lost this year Mm -hmm. and i was ready to take on like a new challenge to get to there and i was telling my friend like man i can't wait because this will impact the ministry this will impact my my energy for this this will man maybe even my relationships romantic relationships all these things and i was just telling him like how this will impact other people and what and he like was like bro that's good, but do this for you mm. he's like you know as black men <laughs> oftentimes we're called to change for our communities we're called to change for our families mm-hmm. we're called to change for the culture but we're never motivated to change for ourselves like showing up for ourselves like mm. do this for you King I know that's such a over I hate but even it's say real that. yeah yeah it's real it's know? real yeah and the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself and and and, and, and it's like To your point like this is an act of self-love to show up for yourself Mm -hmm. this i have learned bro discipline is the highest form of love yes you know in this generation in this culture where we're telling ourselves to just love you do you need self-care you know part of self-care part of self-love looks like discipline Mm -hmm. because in order to love yourself well you've got to be able to say yourself tell yourself no Mm -hmm. you got to tell yourself not yet You got to tell yourself, go when you don't feel like going. And so I love the point you made about like showing up for yourself. Yeah. Because it is essential for anything. It's not just lifting weights. You got to discipline yourself to be the man of God, the woman of God that you want to be. Discipline yourself to be the kind of friend that you want to be. Discipline yourself to be the kind of husband or wife or parent that you want to be. Discipline is the highest form. Not maybe the highest form, but a high form of love how often do we
1: hear that phrase in the church is love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. We always focus on love your
0: neighbor part never yes. focus on the love yourself part. That's even. why we're terrible at loving our neighbors because we're terrible at loving ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. wow. You love good. your neighbor to the extent you love yourself. If you're sh- if you're short with your neighbor, it's because you're short with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're angry with your neighbor, it's because you're angry with yourself. Right. If you have no uh, 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 patience for somebody else, because you don't have patience for yourself. Like the reason why our relationships are in a disarray, the reason why our communities are in disarray, is because we ourselves are in a conund- conundrum. We ourselves are in a constant contradiction. We there's 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 we struggle in caring for ourselves and loving ourselves in a way that God has called us to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There's a, is a phrase that I kind of like live my life by or have this life mantra or whatever, and that's, um, every image, every person is made an image of God act accordingly. Mm, mm. 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 So whenever I'm training a new person, a new client, me, a new friend, yep. building the new relationship, I try to approach it from that, from that standpoint, but I think it's also important to remember, I'm just kind of realize this in real time is, yeah. I'm made in the image of God, yes. so I have to treat myself accordingly. Yes. I treat myself with respect, yes. and love, and yes. discipline
0: on all yes. those things. Treat yourself accordingly. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love it, bro. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I love it. Any, yeah. So I know I had, I interrupted because I knew oh, that so did that so well, but yeah. Any, because we were talking about things that you would advise others as they they're pursuing these uh, these physical goals. You, you had the showing up for yourself, and I just had to hop on that real quick. But yeah, any other thoughts that come to your mind? it it's because everyone
1: talks about you know getting in shape working out it's like it's hard, but it's like, yeah, it's hard, but you know what's r- really being hard, like being depressed and staying on the couch mm-hmm. all day, mm-hmm. like not you know taking care of yourself like that's hard, yeah, 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 it's hard in a different way, but it's hard, yeah, yeah. so yeah, you choose your heart, choose your heart, that's a word, that's a t shirt choose yeah. your heart, yeah. yeah yeah, like you have to choose like i there's this brand um I'm actually wearing it right now, she Comfort it's made by the this YouTube. Uh, group called yesterday they're my favorite youtubers and um, I love that seek little, discomfort yeah quote right there life
0: greatest life's greatest moments and deepest connections outside your comfort zone that's absolutely right
1: so that's kind of another life thing I've been kind of living by the last uh, two three years is yeah. that standpoint of you know being comfortable with being uncomfortable. exactly yeah like the last so actually I haven't told many people about this yet but starting January 1st this year every single morning i've done a cold shower
0: Mm, that's wild and and in the winter yeah minnesota winter yeah (laughs) seek discomfort is really something you're living by because that's wild it's been
1: one of the most life-changing things i've ever done Mm. ever Mm. it's it's taught me so much about Mm. being comfortable with being uncomfortable but also learning to control Mm. myself Mm. controlling my emotions controlling my mind state you know, not being too worried about my thoughts, like my thoughts pass in and out. Mm. Um, when I started, I could barely do 15 seconds. Like I was mm. in and out of that you know, immediately. Yeah. And now I start the shower cold. And I'm in there for, you know, 10 minutes easily. Wow. And it, for me, it was a thing about, you know, regaining um, mm. control of my anxiety. Cause mm. when I was uh, in college, I remember I was doing ice baths, you know, every day during football practice, and I felt great. I could be in there, you know, 20 minutes, no problem. Mm. But you know, since then, I developed a lot of issues with anxiety, with mental health, and all that. And mm. doing this was a big step for me mm. in regaining mm. um, control over my mental health. Mm. And now I am. And just last last week, I was with a buddy. I went to Embrace North. Shout out to Embrace North. Mm. We got into the ice baths and saunas, and I was able to sit in there 10 minutes. No problem. Wow. And it's been a really cool journey for me to uh, keep on progressing. And I think um, there's there's some things I want to say, but mine's going over a place right yeah. now. So if this doesn't make sense. I apologize. Yeah. But um, uh, don't just look at this as like a way to like transform your physical health. Look at this way to transform your whole being. Mm-hmm. I think if you approach from that way, it becomes a lot more um, interesting goal. Mm-hmm. i mean it becomes a lot more motivating to actually get into the gym and actually change that lifestyle you have i think when you can figure out how to make the gym a part of your life instead of trying to fit your life
0: around the gym it becomes a lot easier that Mm way that's a whole word bro yeah and it it speaks to the greater theme that we've been communicating your mental your spiritual your emotional health is connected Mm -hmm. your physical to your spiritual health Like, it's all intertwined. You need mental health to get physically right. Mm -hmm. You need spiritual health to get emotionally right. All of that good stuff. And Mm -hmm. I love how you said you've been taking cold showers to regain, you know, or to have a grip on anxiety and mental health. And people don't talk about that enough. The mental health benefits of working out, eating right, sleeping enough, drinking water, Mm -hmm. they're all... You know sometimes we don't need to pray it away we just got to be more disciplined Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i'm saying Uh, you can pray all you want but if you're not eating the things that you need to eat if you're not taking the cold showers if you're not drinking the water um it'll be very hard to see the breakthrough that you're hoping for in your life and so Mm -hmm. thanks bro thanks for your sharing your thoughts your wisdom absolutely your heart man this conversation went really quickly yeah Uh, let us know what you guys thought in the comment section uh do us a favor and hit that like button hit that subscribe button Turn on your notifications to get more conversations like this. And uh, we'll continue. Hopefully the next time you come back on, I'm at the goal that I want to be at. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We'll maybe, sooner yeah. than, maybe sooner than that. But, yeah, yeah, man, I really appreciate your insights, your wisdom, your time, and coming on and, and sharing your journey with us. My uh, pleasure, brother. I'm, I'm 1% better because of it. So Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah, man. it a lot. And until next time, family peace and, and grace i ain't got time to debate to save